Hello and welcome to another episode of Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. And with me today is a guest I met really recently through my role as president in the American Advertising Federation here out of Joplin. And we serve the Branson and Springfield and Southeast Kansas uh, area. And uh, I met him at a really cool event. We're going to talk about that event a little bit, but welcome Kyle Drennan. Hello. Hi. Well, uh, so Kyle is the director of marketing. He's kind of a uh, uh, how would I say, kind of a modest guy. So I'm gonna I'm I'm going to uh, build him up here a little bit so that you know really what he's like. But we're gonna hear from you, Kyle, about what you do on a day to day basis. I think it's really interesting to my audience because a lot of us listening to Ponderings from the Perch deal with multiple companies, and I think it's going to be a very cool perspective to hear from you as an in-house marketing person. I don't, are, am I the dark side or are you the dark side? I don't know. <laughs> well, we both are. Okay. <laughs> well, and we, we'll, we'll get to see it in action. We're going to get to actually go to a party tonight. So we'll just see. Maybe we can make it a contest who's on the darker side here. <laughs> Sounds good. Since it's sponsored by a beer company, I feel like it's going to be all about, you know, we could, we could make that a porter and stout competition instead. Could be, yeah. Instead of good and evil. <laughs> so, hey, so what did you think of where we met? We met at this event that was hosted by Self Interactive there in Springfield. What was your take on that night? They're doing some amazing stuff. I think they're really uh, giving Springfield a uh, a presence in that market. I think VR and AR are going to be a big part of communication moving forward. Right. And they're doing some really amazing stuff. Well, I think for you and I, I mean, I, I know you and I talked about it a lot that night, but, you know, you and I are actively doing the, you know, really the executing the marketing strategies for people. And so for some that were sitting there, AR and VR seems like, oh, I don't know when I would ever use that. And you and I were sitting there thinking, oh, I, I know how I would use that. I know how I would. <laughs> and, um, exactly. Uh, my, my brother actually works uh, at Self uh, oh, as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he started, um, I think, in August is when he started. Oh, very cool. Uh, so, yeah, we he and I get a chance to talk about it quite a bit. And, um, yeah, I think a, a lot of people maybe see VR and AR as a novelty at this point, something for games and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's one of the things that uh, Self does really well, I think, is showing practical applications, um, real-world applications that could save companies a lot of money and resources by, by doing things virtually. And, man, they... They have a, a great business model. Wow. And they're very cool people. So, yes, yeah. tell your brother I said hello then. So <laughs> so for Springfield, Missouri, we're kind of, you know, getting out of maybe the doldrums, you think? <laughs> Is that possible? Yeah. You know, the, the e-factory where the event was held um, has done some really amazing things to uh, accelerate. Uh, they are an accelerator, so mm-hmm. part of the fun there. But uh, okay. accelerate the, the small business community and startup culture uh, in Springfield, and I think uh, 
I think we're set up to to continue that trend. Yeah, well, the group there where we were meeting for Springfield Springfield Creatives, that was a really dynamic group, and I was really happy to connect with people who are thinking along the same lines and really going beyond your uh, stupid, dumb website. So thank you for being a part of um, something unique and something different and and expanding the conversation. I appreciated it. But so tell us a little bit about your role um, over at Murney. And for the people who are not in the Springfield uh, area, why don't you tell a little bit about what Murney is? It's pretty obvious, but um, you know, once you give a small intro, but like what you do for them and why you think they actually hired an in-house marketing, a, a director of marketing there. Tell me about that. Sure. Um, Murney Associates is a real estate company um, in Southwest Missouri. We're based out of Springfield. Um, we're the largest one in, in Southwest Missouri. Um, and they've been in business for about 20 years and they've never had a uh, uh, to my knowledge, never had a full-time uh, in-house marketer, and I don't think that's uh, what they intended to do when they hired me. <laughs> um, it just kind of worked out that way, and it's a really progressive company that that welcomes ideas and is um, is really good at fostering growth from the people that come in here. Um, that's one of the reasons I've I've uh, stayed here as long as I have, about five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually started at Murney as a temp. Um, before I came along here, I was just a, I was a designer, um, and I got fired from a job. Wow. Tell us yeah. about that. Yeah. And don't, and quit saying just a designer. I tell <laughs> yeah, my people yeah. all the time, it's not just, it's a lot right. of work. <laughs> that's, yes, that's true. That's true. That's just one of the elements of what I do now. But yeah, um, so yeah, the, the job was uh, vehicle uh, graphics, and uh, I was, I was working there, the, uh, my direct uh, supervisor was great. I learned so much from him. A guy named Aaron Colbert, uh, now with Red Crow Marketing. Really, really smart guy. Um, and we had two other designers when I started. Both of them uh, unexpectedly left. And I was kind of um, put into a position where I wasn't really quite ready for yet. And mm. it just didn't really work out with that company. Um and I'm really glad it happened. Right, uh, right. Well, now you're over in real estate and people don't right. think of, ooh, real estate, mover, shaker. <laughs> so, and that's really largely because so many real estate agents and agencies really kind of do the predictable thing. So tell me about where you think the industry is. And then for me, I mean, I, I look at your blog, you're a prolific blogger. We're going to talk about that a little bit and how you feel that you've broken out of that mold. But what do you think the state of real estate is now online? Well, I can really only speak for our strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but one of the things I saw, I didn't have a background in real estate when I came into uh, the position I'm in now. And one of the things I saw was a, a perception problem. Um, I think a lot of people see real estate agents as maybe one step above a car salesman or maybe on the same level in some cases. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of corny uh, stuff and a lot of cheesy stuff in in the marketing there, you know, caricatures and that kind of stuff was uh, all across the landscape of real estate marketing uh, just a few years ago. And uh, one of the things we wanted to do was change that perception. We have uh, 500 uh, real estate agents here at Murney. And, uh, you know, they're very knowledgeable people who are invested in the community, and we wanted to shine a light on that. 
Um, so our strategy was to change the conversation to take a, a line out of Mad Men, um, <laughs> and and uh, you know try to show people that that we are invested in the community just like they are, and that we're not just salespeople; we're people, mm. um, just like them. So that is missed so much. <laughs> that is very yeah. often missed in marketing. So it is unusual for them to bring in a full time you know, in-house director of marketing. So uh, tell, tell us a little bit about your day-to-day. And I've got to say, you're a prolific blogger, and I your blogs are really ingenious. So tell us about what you do each day to keep up with, you know, 500 agents and, and be able to deliver the kind of lead generation that they're looking for. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's the, that's really two aspects of my role here, one being uh, a facilitator of uh, of of training um, and that kind of thing for agents because they're really marketers too. Um, they're marketing properties in themselves. Uh, so I, I assist in, in getting them ready to uh, take a house to market and, and get as many eyeballs on it as they can um, and qualified people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the content creation side of it and being in a full-time marketer here in-house, that really came about, like I said, I started as a temp. I went to a MozCon. I went to a MozCon like four years ago, I think. And uh, it opened my eyes to the the world of content marketing. And uh, as soon as I left there, I started reading about it compulsively. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote a 40-page uh, marketing proposal for how we could take the the marketing of the company in a different direction. Wow. Okay. And, I, and I worked on it for six months Um doing a massive amount of research. So it and, wasn't like one of those overnight uh, Jerry Maguire <laughs> moments or anything? <laughs> no, no, there was a lot to it. And I had a lot to learn too, and I still do. Uh, obviously, it's a, an ever-changing landscape. But yeah, so I, I made this uh, you know, this request to pre- uh, present to our owner and, and our CEO. And I started talking for about 20 minutes or so, and they were just like, yeah, do all that stuff. <laughs> and they kind wow. of <laughs> through my 40 page proposal and just said, yep, yep, go ahead and do that. So that's, <laughs> that's kind of how I came to be where I'm at now. And, and our strategy on, uh, content creation specifically is to, um, sell more than just a house. We're, we're selling a community too. Mm-hmm. Um, you're only home a few hours a day, uh, that you're not sleeping. So it's, it's more than just buying, uh, that place that you have you have dinner and and you wake up, it's about the community around that too, and what your life is going to be like when you live um, in a, in a given area. Mm-hmm. And we f- we felt like we were uniquely qualified to uh, speak about that because we're in those communities every day. So uh, it was a natural uh, fit to to start writing a lifestyle blog about life in Springfield and the surrounding areas. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how it got started. Well, it is really fun to read the lifestyle blog, and um, you know, for me, if I got that kind of an assignment, I would get so deep down rabbit holes, and yet you get paid to go down these cool rabbit holes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so where do you get? And just just to get, you really need to go check this out. This is at Mernie dot com and forward slash blog. But you know, Kyle really has a lot of fun and funny ideas. But it really does capture that lifestyle of, you know, when you buy a home, okay, what what is this place and what is it going to be like living here? But everything from great food to, you know, obviously great houses to 
um, oh, what was one recently about? So, oh, great photographers in town. Yeah. Just yeah. showing like the creatives that they're in. Because when you see the level of creativity in a town, you really do get a sense of what it could be like to live there. So I like that approach. Where do you get those ideas from? Yeah, I think um, being from Springfield and living here my whole life um, has certainly been beneficial uh, for me to be able to um, hone in on some of the some of the things that make Springfield unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and being a creative, I might be a little bit biased by sh- sharing things <laughs> like uh, great photographers because I'm just a fan of right. people who do stuff like that. Um, but you know, we 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 try to split those into uh, lots of different disciplines. So. What are things that that make this city attractive to people who might want to live here? Um, And I think arts, uh, certainly the foodie culture here, um, it's come a long way in the past 10 years. Yeah, your foodie culture and also the brewing culture. Oh, my goodness. It just doesn't seem like it's stopping in Springfield. Definitely. I'm not really allowed to write about that for some reason. Oh, what a bummer. Yeah. (laughs) it's. I mean, it still is. Still is the Bible Belt, so right. some people might get upset by that. But right. yeah, there's yeah there's a lot of um, there's a lot of great uh, food stuff. I, I definitely write that like a couple of times a month for mm-hmm. sure because mm-hmm. people love it too. So well, um, not yeah. necessarily my writing, but just they love food. They want to talk about it. So right. Well, yeah. and it seems like too you really celebrate the town, and you know being able to pull out just maybe things people hadn't even imagined like I, I'm thinking back and I, you correct me if I'm wrong but it was something about you wrote something earlier in the year about um, uh, world records that were yes. in the area and that's just like who who thinks of that who talks <laughs> about that and yet it is something that you're like you know what I would I would read that and it's not just clickbait in the sense of oh how would this pertain to me but this is things that belong in your town Right. And yeah. So there's that real appeal to it. So how how do you go about planning your day? We do get a lot of calls with people about content planning. Um, do you have any tips and tricks, or do you have a certain standard of how you do that? Do you do them certain days? Do you? How do you roll out so much content? I I like to try to shoot for three a week, um, three you know unique pieces a week. Um, some of that is repurposed content. So. Don't give me too much credit. Um, <laughs> we oh, we'll use give you plenty of credit for even attempting three weeks. Don't worry <laughs> <Yeah>. about it. <laughs> yeah, I it's, told it's everybody you were a prolific blogger, and I was not joking around. <laughs> well, yeah, um, you know, I I am constantly thinking of of ideas every time I look at something. It's uh, it's trying to find a way to to turn that into something that would be an interesting article. One of the best ways to do this is. Uh, uh, be a, a good listener in conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, our most successful blog ever uh, is was called uh, 26 Things Only People Who Lived in Springfield in the 90s Will Remember. <laughs> and that was based on a conversation um, that, that I was having with some agents. It was actually um, <laughs> right after uh, a bunch of uh, massage parlors were closed down. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and there was one in the nineties that was really popular and that's kind of what started the conversation. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, for being in the Bible belt, you sure tackled that one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I didn't mention it. Right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, it was just a really good conversation remembering all these things, um, that were, that were around 
during my childhood and, uh, you know, for people who have lived here a long time. And that's our target market. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just pivoted that into an article and it's uh, got over 100,000 views. We still get views on it every month. Um, it's our second most popular article this year. Um, wow. And it was published last year. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so good, good conversation um, is is a great way to create content. Well, on this side, of course, I know why you create a lifestyle blog, but um, I really would like for you to speak to that because I do have a lot of other directors of marketing who are not as forward thinking uh, as you are. And when we pitch to them coming back and doing lifestyle blogs or subject matter that helps the target audience, but is not directly connected with the goods or services that the company provides, a lot of times I get very strange looks. So maybe could you elaborate on why for Mernie is lifestyle blogging really such a winning strategy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think content creation, I think I saw something uh, yesterday uh, that, that Cyrus Shepard from Moz um, put out and it was, SEO, it has a 2,000% um, higher ROI than PPC. Um, and that's, that's uh, really kind of where this strategy came from. Okay, break um, that down because not everybody that, you know, I, I'm pretty careful about not using too much, um, oh, too much lingo. <laughs> so ROI, I think everybody knows the return on investment, but PPC being the pay-per-click ad. So break right. that down a little bit for someone to understand why lifestyle blogging and what you're doing is connected to SEO. Right. So there are many ways that we are going to try to get attention to our products. In our case, it's, it's homes for sale. Um, and pay-per-click advertising is one of those ways. Um, and I think a lot of people do use that uh, or, um, you know, display advertising, retargeting, that kind of thing. Um, but SEO techniques like content creation, creating refreshed um, content that's locally relevant, is one of the best ways to build SEO on the web as it is now. Um, and I, I use the 80-20 rule when, when, uh, when creating content. So 80% of the time talking about things that are not directly related to selling our inventory. And then 20% of the time I'm allowed to talk about inventory. <laughs> and, and, you know, the, that is really just like um, – like a party conversation type rule too. Right. Like if you go around at a party talking about yourself all the time and how great you are, <laughs> uh, you know, that you're going to be a bore. Uh, people are not going to want to talk to you. So, um, and I think that plays into our social strategy as well, because one of the things we were um, experiencing before we implemented this strategy was you know, struggling, um, struggling to get people to interact with us on social media. And uh, that's our main distributor for this content, of course. And uh, it, you have to give them what they came there for. We have to enhance their use of that medium. Uh, so why are they going to Facebook? They're not going to shop for houses. Uh, but if we present it in an interesting way and we start talking about things they actually care about, we're that much closer to um, being their resource for it. Because when they come into our blog, our home search button is right there. Right. Um, so that that's really the strategy that we've used is trying to entertain, inform, inspire, um, instill a sense of pride in our community, and then have that button right there. And the most beautiful part about that to me is um, 
this this blog that I mentioned before about the 90s in Springfield, we give them this really powerful emotion and nostalgia. Uh, very, very, very strong emotion right now, especially, um, you know, with Stranger Things and people are maybe <laughs> trying to escape from the reality we live in. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, maybe it's a funny bit. you bring up Stranger Things. Wait till you get our our, uh, our Christmas card. You'll appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, great show. Great show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're we're creating this powerful emotion, um, and then they're carrying that emotion into their um, their experience on our site. Um, so being able to have that powerful um, that powerful feeling that we uh, are associated with now. Um, and carrying that right into the the looking at our inventory is um, has been really beneficial. Mm, love that. Well, you mentioned that uh, you obviously use social media as the biggest push to uh, to promote your your blog. So let's talk about that a little bit because a lot of people go, okay, I know, oh my gosh, I know I needed a blog, I know, and then so they finally get around to blogging. So they start yep. blogging, but they're blogging for the sake of blogging because someone told them they need to blog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what happens a lot, right? So yes. they're blogging and no magic happens. They build it and no one comes. And they're quite shocked by that. And um, so when you blog, uh, you and I both know that, okay, you write those words, you blog. That is so not the end of the line. So talk to us about what you do as soon as that blog is finally perfected, which is a long process, you and I both know. Mm-hmm. Um, but once that's perfected, and you are fantastic about getting a lot of, uh, you know, additional uh, graphics, icons, you know, faces of people really making it personalized. So once all that work is done, how what's your mentality when you attack social media for distribution of this content? Well, first and foremost, it's... Uh... It's getting it out on Facebook and and doing targeted ads uh, on that content, okay. um, which is a little bit of a struggle for uh, directors of marketing in in some industries. Um, Murney is a fairly big company, but um, our staff is quite small. It's mostly agents, um, and asking for budget to promote blog articles uh, was a little bit of a struggle <laughs> in the beginning. Um, I had to prove it before. You know, I had to prove it. It worked before um, actually asking for that money. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that we're able to promote some of that content, um, it allows us to reach new uh, new audiences uh, each time we publish something. So Facebook is still the most important part of my distribution strategy. Um, but we also put it out on uh, Twitter. We have a different uh, audience on that. Um, and Instagram, uh, if I can get somebody to share it on Reddit without... Um, somebody asking to sacrifice their firstborn for sharing a link from some place. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's always good. It's a that's a tough crowd. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I bet you I bet you broke the code with the uh, with the nostalgic post though. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. that one got shared, and I didn't have to ask for that one, which right. was great. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, talking about restaurants too, especially on uh, local subreddits, uh, people will will uh, share those as well and. Mm-hmm. Um, Reddit's a great source of traffic. It's just very uh, particular in right. in ways that other other sites aren't. Well, you're right. And if you burn somebody on there, you've burned them forever. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> so Definitely. and and they do not take kindly to you sharing your own content. So. Uh, no. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about that. We kind of joke around about Reddit people, <laughs> but yeah. you know, a, a lot of people also feel like, oh, I go take this and I put share the exact same thing that I put out and. 
in, on Twitter as I do on Facebook as I do on LinkedIn. So tell me about how you break that up and, you know, how you attack those different channels that you use differently, which I, and I'll include Instagram in that because you guys are a very visual inventory and you guys do a great job on your Instagram. So so what 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 is different for you? What's a, what's a different mindset maybe you have in, in the approach? Yeah, so every every piece should have elements that will be beneficial to each of those mediums. Um, a strong header image or hero image, whichever one you uh, have on your blog, um, is vital to all of those mediums. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I- implementing something that makes it unique or your own, or it's just a great photo that you found. Um, of course, using a site like Pixels or Pixabay with license-free images is important. Um, and we're lucky enough to have a, a photographer on staff now, mm-hmm. um, so he he can take some great images as well. Now, does he double as your production coordinator as well? Yes. Is yeah. that Hassan? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's really he's really great. He's doing some great work with uh, with video and um, Matterport is another thing that we're doing right now, which is a a three D walkthrough um, feature for for floor plans of houses. Mm-hmm. It's super neat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think each each of those uh, each article that we publish has to have something that will play on each of those mediums. So a strong header image is important for Facebook, um, as is the headline. Um, the headline is vital on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I put about a sixty percent weight on the headline to the content because we have to get them in the door first. Um, so using a BuzzFeed style is uh, something that I've done. Uh, for the Murney blog, making it easily digestible um, and showing time constraints with numbers and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and you, yeah. you just make the titles juicy enough. I can, you know, you get on your blog and you're like, oh, and then you read this one. Then you might like this one and you might like this one. And, you know, right. you look up and, you know, 45 minutes is gone. You're like, hey, what am I doing? <laughs> Dang <laughs> it, Kyle. <laughs> you did it again. But that's a great tip and insight there is that really, you know, a lot of times people are just so exhausted by the time they've finished you know, creating the blog and then being so careful about that hero image. And then it's like, oh, just get it out there. Just get it out. And that's like the worst thing you can do with really, you know, content that was at one point worth you spending this much time on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. So, I mean, you got to finish, you got to finish strong. And um, I think one of, one of the things I've been able to do that, that allows me to publish as, as often as I do is uh, developing a system. So I will, um, you know, a lot of our stuff is uh, listicle based because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like that's that's been a, an effective uh, vehicle to uh, share some of these ideas. Um, so I will I will come up with a headline first, mm-hmm. uh, and actually coming up with those ideas is is one of the the uh, most important things. I, I use Siri a lot to take notes in my car. Um, of ideas I've had just driving along, um, and, uh, and that kind of thing. So, and some of them are absolutely make no sense at all. Whenever I reread them, <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, but, um, always be thinking of ideas and I start with the headline and then find a, a great image. And then if those two things work out, then I write it. Hmm. Okay. And how, how have you gotten yourself past the, the difficulty of just throwing things out, like instead of forcing something to work. Do you have a, a trick about that? Because some people get, it's like, it's my baby and they can't yeah. throw it out. And really the idea stinks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's tough. And it is like, they are like, you know, they're like your babies, but mm-hmm. 
um, you know, it's it's also a job. Um, it's it's not necessarily just an uh, artistic expression of my soul. You know, right? It's it's still a job, so I, I know I need to do this to uh, continue my mission of of improving our position on the web and um, getting eyeballs on on the properties. So. Um, yeah, but it is, it is tough because sometimes you think something's going to be amazing. Like you spend a lot of time on it you think it's great and you publish it and it just doesn't get any traction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other times, you know, you'll, you'll finish something and be like, oh, this is absolute shit <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it does great, you know? So it's, it's tough to know exactly what, what people are always looking for. Right. You can just give your, give your best guess and uh, be a good student of your data. <laughs> uh, and monitor monitor what's going on on your on your Google Analytics and site analytics and, uh, and and try to feed those. Right, right. Well, we always say here, work your work job, not your worth job. And it is as a creative, it is really important because you do put so much of your own. You like you said the word soul, or you you know you feel like you're imparting, you're giving birth to something. You know, it's just like it's an idea and it's coming to life, and it's like, and sometimes you can get your worth you know, connected in there and you have to back up and not lose sight of the strategy and the purpose of what we're doing. It isn't to, you know, put our own artwork out there in the world. Uh, you know, it, it's actually to drive drive traffic. And, and I, I think that's a terrific point. Let's talk a little bit about your team. Do they help you with that? So you said you have a small team. So you've got Hassan Khan and he does production coordination. Obviously, he's an amazing photographer. He does a lot of the video content. Um, who else do you have? Uh, Ashley Hughes is our our designer. Uh, mm-hmm. She is primarily focused on that, um, and she also handles uh, publication design um, and the coordination of all of our uh, ads and publications. Mm-hmm. And it's ju- just the, the three of us. Awesome. Um, yeah, and they're they're both uh, really talented people. Ashley does a lot of. Um, Logo design, that's another thing that we uh, that I started at Murney. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little difficult to talk about myself so much. But, um, <laughs> I knew yeah, it was, was going to be. I'm pulling it out of you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, that, was a, that was another thing that, that I started here. Um, agents, there's a ubiquity of real estate agents in, in our city, uh, something like 1,500. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them are having having trouble developing their own individual brand, um, and they carry the power of our our brand, which is which is great, um, but they don't have as much of an identity themselves. So we have started doing uh, logo design and and really branding in general uh, for all of our agents that want it, um, and it's free, which is wow. pretty cool. Um, really cool of the company to offer that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ashley does a lot of that. She's a, an a, incredible. Uh, incredible designer, very creative, and and a super mm-hmm. uh, super helpful person. <laughs> well, it's cool <laughs> to have a team like that. So, well, let's finish up by um, I cannot encourage people more to go out and and look at this blog. So again, it's at murney.com, m u r n e y dot com forward slash blog. But you will really love it. And if you are anywhere near Springfield, Missouri, you it is just an absolute. It's a standard. So you got to go check it out. But so let's kind of end this podcast, Kyle, with the, you know we're, we're heading out to a Christmas party tonight. So I know you and I are going to have fun. But um, this will come out in uh, in January. So tell my audience a little bit about, you know, some quirks or fun or funny things about you or what you love about your job. Um, I like, I like the challenge of a blank screen. 
Oh, I like God. it. I like it. No. Um, it's yeah, it can be intimidating sometimes, but if you know, if you're not uh, if you're not challenging yourself professionally, then you know, I just I can't do that. I can't do the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. And this business is never boring. Real mm-hmm. estate is never boring. Um, there's always something something new uh, to to learn and talk about uh, with people. And uh, you know this content strategy and and marketing strategy that we have now allows me to to be in lots of different areas. So um, I like I really like the the freedom of it and the uh, the the wide open nature of, mm-hmm. of the work that I get to do. Yeah. So when we talked um, at one point and I had you give me some kind of a quirk about you, there was a lot of talk about your love of robes. Can you please elaborate? I do love robes. <laughs> um, it's it's Christmas now. I've had uh, I've had my favorite robe for a year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother in law got it for me. It's just. Wow. It's just a lovely feeling to oh. be able to, you know, lounge around at home. In That's, a robe. Did, have yep. you heard uh, uh, Jim Gaffigan's spot about robes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. It's pretty great. <laughs> I'll put it on as a link. <laughs> <to> the... <laughs> yeah. It's a towel with a belt on it. Right. Yeah. Specifically so that the, the so that the belt can go in the toilet. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what it's designed for. for right, sure. right. But, uh, you know, so a robe, I just wanted to get that sense of idea. So we're not talking about like a, you know, like a smoking jacket with an ascot. I mean, you're talking about a real robe. Yeah, I'm talking about a real robe. Okay. I just got to know these things about content yeah. people. But you don't work <laughs> remotely. You work in the office, right? I do, so I don't get a chance to wear it as much as I would oh, like. But, see, that's uh, really sad for a content generator. I mean, if you had a love of robes and, you know, a prolific blogger, that's like goes hand in hand. Wouldn't it? It would be amazing. Yeah. Just, you know, like a, a golf cart and a <laughs> small dog. And, and you would need to move to California. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is too funny. That's too funny. Well, I have one last question for you. It's pressing because, you know, we're out of Joplin. I actually live in southeast Kansas, but I come to Springfield. I have a lot of clients there. We work there. And obviously, being the president of the Ad Federation, I try and connect with the other creatives in the area. And it seems like just in the last two years, I see all this stuff popping up that's the Queen City. And, you know, even as a child, it was around a tiny bit uh, around Springfield, Missouri, here and there in the summers. Um, And... I have never seen that, and it's like a resurgence along with the foodie culture. So, do you know the backstory about why Springfield is called the Queen City? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought it was you're you're so local of lifestyle. I yeah. thought I was going to do it. Okay, well, this is your assignment, Kyle. You're going to okay, find this yeah. out, and you're going to write an amazing blog about why the heck this city is, why called, is it the called the Queen City. city? Yeah. You can that come would up. Be maybe, a good one. maybe we should take some suggestions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so make up your own make up your own answer for yeah, it. yeah. Okay. We could take the we could vote on the most interesting story. Well, <laughs> we I always love asking for reviews on our podcast. If you like this episode. then make sure you go out on iTunes or wherever you downloaded this episode and please give us a rating. That's how other people find us. But when you do, if you've listened to this episode, could you please, instead of, you know, writing a long review about what you thought about me or Kyle, can you actually tell us why Springfield is the queen city? (laughs) And and, and that's fine. If it's your own made up story, we'll go for it. We we can figure it out. But I, I, Kyle, I feel like this is the assignment I'm giving you. 
That sounds good. Accepted. <laughs> awesome. Well, go check out uh, uh, Kyle Drennan, and he's the uh, director of marketing at Murney. And you just have to check out the Murney blog. It's really fun. And like I said, if you're in Springfield, it's you just it, don't miss it. It's it, it's a it's a romp, and also you'll learn a lot. And I'm sorry in advance because you will lose an hour. <laughs> so, but it will be worth it. So, Kyle, thanks so much for coming on Ponderings from the Perch. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Priscilla. Awesome. Well, for Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast, this has been Priscilla McKinney saying have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.